Modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, 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 dads. Just a couple of dudes talking news, sports, and guys. Welcome to this podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Modern Christian Dads podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, alongside Kelly Stevens. Good afternoon. Yay! And Mr. Greg Craywick. Hello. Hello. We don't we don't have the guys screaming, so you get nothing today. <laughs> You're all alone. Okay. All okay, alone. that's it. I've had enough. Oh, okay. All right. Otherwise you can that. have that one. Shake and bake Rick Maynard. What's up, guys? Like Good it. to have you on on episode 37 of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We are dudes talking news, sports, and God. So if you need a little bit of encouragement, you need some spiritual encouragement, you need some entertainment. Well, hey, you're at the right place. The modern Christian dads, the MCD nation. You guys ready to do an episode here today? We're ready. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys are here. You guys had a big weekend. You received some awards over the weekend. I mean, I know you're part of the MCD Nation, Modern Christian Dads, but you also received recipients of uh, yes. some other podcast awards. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I, for me, I'm still on that high. I mean, that was that was epic, and uh, I was surprised. You received the... Uh, uh, it, what, the Influence for, Award, I influence. believe it was called, yeah, right? Yeah. For the, for that's, the, that's how big it was for me. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> all right. And Greg, what did you receive? Uh, well, my wife and I received the Newbie Award. The Newbie Award. The Newbie, Newbie Award for our podcast, Committed to Christ. And we are very grateful for that. It's like the only award I've ever won. Yeah, It is for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, for me, it was actually like a, a participation award, you know. Yeah, because yeah. everybody kind of yeah right oh, okay yeah. We, yeah. well you know everybody was like you know it's modern Christian dads but there's three of you and you're really kind of the third wheel. And well, I, I guess like, the rumor what? I guess the rumor kind of was is like there was one trophy left over and they're like what do we do with it so it's like oh we'll give it to Kelly yeah, Stevens yeah, 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 yeah that's what it was sure. <laughs> all right well we don't have Kansas soda today but we do have Mountain Dews yeah. let's crack those open here. We're not sponsored by Mountain Dew. Come on, Mountain Dew. And hopefully you guys, we're going to be doing the audio version. But for some of you, we're going to try and get these on the YouTube as well. Um, and so that you can enjoy it. If you really want to look at us, I don't know why you'd want to look at us. But we're dudes talking news, sports and God. Let's dive right into it today, guys. Um, have you ever said anything dumb before? <laughs> Never. My whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You. you know, that's what's interesting about, uh, you know, obviously, we're podcasters and, you know, we're professionals and yes. reporters essentially at yes. this point yes. of news and content. But, you know, I'm a, a pastor, so I have to speak like two to three times a week in front of a live audience. So man, that gives me ample opportunity to uh, say dumb things, to mess up. Fortunately, I haven't done too many dumb yeah. things, but you do, you know, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. come on, you got yeah. you coming up with a lot of words and That's sometimes right. you get excited and it's usually funny for me, the mistakes I guess I have made are ones that I don't even know. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, and Jonah was in the flood and the ark was all, you know, and and, I, yeah. and people are like, wait, what? Jonah was in the ark, you know, and, it, and I'm thinking Noah in my head, but I'm yeah. saying, <laughs> wait, I'm yeah. thinking, Mo <laughs> who am I thinking? I don't know, uh, you know, you, Moses. You said, and You said one uh, Sunday okay, night. There you go. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about it on, on the air here. Okay, it was a bad uh, one? <laughs> But yeah, I'll share it with you later. Okay. Anyway, so there you go. I've messed up before. So starting off with the article I read here, ranking the most bizarre college football coach quotes of the century, because we're now in football season. You guys, uh, fans of football, your team doing okay so far. Nebraska Cornhuskers not looking so good for me. 
Mm. Oklahoma looking dominant. Yeah. Alabama looking dominant. Clemson looking dominant. Mm. NFL Patriots look yep. like it's going to be another Patriot championship. But anyway, we have uh, <laughs> some coaches that make some very dumb comments because it's Monday morning. That's the same for th- same thing for me. Monday morning, you're a little out of whack. Yeah. You is get that, microphones and, and that's in when your you face. You have your staff meeting in it. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm crabby on Mondays. I don't anyway. But here's some <laughs> quotes, bizarre quotes from college football coaches. Uh, I just there's ten. You can go search the article out. I'm just going to take a few. In 2008, Les Miles said, "When I wake up in the morning and I turn that film on, it's like reading a book, and it's a exciting. I don't read books, but if I read books, it would be like reading a book. (laughs) Yes, Such wisdom. Yeah. So a college coach making millions of dollars, he does not read books. So there you go. Reading is overrated, essentially. It really is. (laughs) All right. Next up is Jim Harbaugh, coach of the Michigan Wolverines. On his radio show in 2015, I take a vitamin every day. It's called a steak. I truly believe the number one natural steroid is sleep, and the number two natural steroid is milk, whole milk. Three would be water. Four would be steak. Steak goes with everything. I agree with this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is some wisdom flowing there. And uh, then we get Mike Leach. He's the coach of Washington State, I believe, at this point. Uh, he's a, a eccentric guy. And discussing in 2007 uh, the role of officials, he said, it's a little like breakfast. You eat ham and eggs. As coaches and players, we're like the ham. You see the chickens involved, but the pigs committed. We're like the pig. Officials are like the chicken. They're involved, but everything we have rides on this. (laughs) I don't know what that means, Michael. I'm not sure anybody does. I'm sure in his brain it sounded really, really good. Okay. Uh, Swinney, Dabo Swinney of the Clemson Tigers on Sirius XM's Basketball and Beyond with Coach K, uh, February 2019. I don't know about walls, but I'm kind of like Osama bin Dabo. I have to navigate my way through the caves and back channels to make my way through Alabama these days. They aren't happy to see me, but it's all good. It's a good problem. <laughs> Go Dabo. Yeah, Dabo Sweeney there. Yes, all right, Jeremy Pruitt appearing on the uh, for Knoxville, Tennessee coach at the time, uh, 2019 at the Knoxville Quarterbacks Club after starting 2019 with an 0-2 record. I think Titanic's came out maybe when I was in college, when the boat starts going down. Remember all the mice running up to the top, right? We have had a few that left our program, but you'll figure out who wants to be a Tennessee Vol and who don't. I can tell you this, I want to. I know the standards and expectations that we have and the men on our staff and the character that we have. You will see the best of the players at Tennessee throughout the year. And the weird part of that story is all the mice drown. So (laughs) not for sure. Not, a good Not for sure what he was communicating there, but we've all said dumb things. You got any good dumb things you can remember to tell us guys here? You know, the only time I say anything dumb, it's generally on this show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, Lord help us not to say dumb things, although I'm sure we will for the rest of our lives. Okay, moving on. How about some health tip, guys? We never talk health that much, you know. Well, no. Yeah, so we should add that to the show. It's and, not really a priority. Um, right. I mean, there's a bag of jalapeno, <laughs> potato jalapeno chips, chips in here. Dude. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. I do like bananas. Okay. Here's an awkward thing. When I was a young person growing up, I had this comic book I wrote called Banana Man. And that was my whole thing is like really into bananas. And I created a character named Banana Man. And like Batman has the horns that come up like yeah. that. I had bananas instead because like... <laughs> 
anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I found this out, guys, today. Bananas, very healthy. We should include them in our diet on a daily basis. So here's 10 healthy reasons to eat a banana every single day. Ready? Mm-hmm. You guys like bananas? Are you banana I like guys? Bananas. I like bananas. Yeah, bananas are packed with potassium. Yes. Bananas help keep you hydrated. Bananas are good for your gut. Bananas are the perfect pre-workout fuel, and they may help boost post-workout recovery. Bananas are good for your heart. Bananas can replace sugar in baked goods. Bananas are rich in vitamin B6. Bananas might keep your appetite in check. And finally, bananas keep your kidneys very healthy. So there you go. We don't always talk, yep. uh, you know, health tips, but there we go today. Eat bananas. Yes. A banana day keeps the doctor away or something like that. I like my bananas with ice cream and caramel yeah. sauce and strawberries. and Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. Since we talk healthy food, let's talk <laughs> bad for you food and disgusting food and those kind of things. Because we like to talk, though, you know, we've been talking in the last few weeks. We've been talking about the chicken sandwich a lot, you know, yeah. with Popeye's chicken and uh, battling it out with Wendy's and with Chick-fil-A, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's just it's funny how technology is invading everything, literally everything in our culture. And so McDonald's, I found this article, McDonald's acquires Apprente and plans to speed up drive through lines with voice based ordering technology. All right. So mm. here we go, guys. McDonald's hopes that an investment in technology is the special sauce that will transform drive through ordering. The fast food giant announced Tuesday that it has an agreement to acquire Apprente, a Silicon Valley-based startup specializing in conversational voice-based ordering technology. McDonald's said the technology understands different accents and is expected to allow for faster, simpler, and more accurate order taking at the drive-through and can also be incorporated into kiosk and mobile ordering. Building our technology infrastructure and digital capabilities are fundamental to our velocity growth plan and enable us to meet rising expectations from our customers while making it simpler and even more enjoyable for crew members to serve guests. Steve Eastbrook, McDonald's president and CEO said in a news release. So there you go, guys. Voice-based technology come to the drive-thru of McDonald's. Think it's going to help out at all? (laughs) That is one of the worst there. McDonald's has a horrible drive-thru. Yes. Yeah. Overall. And I don't know what it is. Why is is Chick-fil-A so much better? Is it just... They are superior. Why do I always have to pull forward and wait? I hate that. Yeah. I mean, is it just... Bad service, bad training, or why does why does Chick Fil A crush absolutely oh, crush man. it in that regards? And then you pull yeah. up to a place like McDonald's, and yeah. I, it can be something as simple as there's only three cars in front of you, yeah, and you order a cheeseburger, and yeah. then twenty minutes later, I don't know what's happening, you know, <laughs> and I, it is never their pleasure, <laughs> right? Never, their never. Pleasure. I think it is the quality of uh, for sure the people or something like for that, sure. so. But I do think, uh, I now, are you guys of the kiosk, the little kiosk that you can order? You've seen the McDonald's. I was at Taco Bell earlier today. Yes, I, I tried like that, that out the other day. I do like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Instead of talking to the person, you're like, hey, can I, uh, I'm going to take a number five, because I'm one of those guys, I pretty much got it down when I order, you know, walk up to the thing. It's like, hey, I'll have a number three. I'll have a number two, a kid's meal with a cheeseburger, a kid's meal with the chicken nuggets. And then you're like, what? No, okay. <laughs> you got to repeat the whole thing. And then, then they get it backwards and you're like, yeah, I should have just went to the kiosk. That would have been better. Yep. So um, yeah. less human interaction, the better, right? No, just kidding. That's where we're moving <laughs> towards as a, yeah. a society. Unfortunately, in some ways, 
it can be kind of good. Okay. Well, you guys, have you read that story? Moving on to some more news. This one's kind of gross, weird, awkward, all at the same time. Oh, yeah. uh, but there is that beautiful story in the Bible of Abraham and Sarah, right? I mean, yeah. and uh, God fulfills his promise. And hey, Jesus came through that promise. So yes, we're thankful right. for it. Yeah. But yet the thought of a 90-year-old or how old was Sarah when it actually happened? 90, yeah. 90 100, yeah. something like that. That's kind of, uh, I mean, talking about Kelly Stevens, we're going to give that to, to her right now. The good old, <laughs> you know, like that's that's that kind of thought when you think of, I mean, think of those ladies in our church right now. I, I, I'm almost tempted to mention some names uh, if they'd come rolling up like <laughs> pregnant, you know, yeah. just, it would be, ew, you know. Okay, so here we go. But that happened, right? I believe in the Bible. Yeah, I believe that sure. happened. Praise yeah, the Lord. Absolutely. I'm saved because of that whole encounter. But a 74-year-old woman reportedly gave birth to twins, maybe the oldest ever to give birth. A 74-year-old woman from southern India has given birth to her first children, twin girls Thursday, possibly becoming the oldest woman ever to give birth, local outlets report. Uh, Mangayama? Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Yaramati opted into Vertro fertilization after years of being unable to conceive, reported the Times of India. She gave birth via cesarean section and is currently in intensive care to come out of the stress of giving birth, Doctor said. Both mother and the infants are healthy and have no complaints whatsoever. So a 74-year-old, uh, she was 73, confirmed uh, she's actually 74. She meant this. I mean, yeah. Good grief. So props to her for pulling that off. 74 years old. But uh, I don't have weird at the same. (laughs) I can't imagine. Right, right. Wow. Belinda, you have something to look forward to. Right. (laughs) Well, little little story. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure my father-in-law has no idea what podcasting is, let alone listening to the Modern Christian Dads podcast. But I have a father-in-law, Bob, uh, that um, my mom's real mother biological mother died in her early 50s which very sad but bob got remarried to a very young filipino gal and i think he had he had a a child with him with her and i think he was 68 when they had the baby and now bob's in the 70s and uh, so it's a little bit awkward, but I always yeah. joke to my wife, hey, when you bite the dust someday, going to get me that young Filipino gal. We're starting all the way over again, yeah. rewind it back, and we're just going to pop out those kids and just keep the legacy going. You know, there you go. that's my game plan. <laughs> and uh, you just said something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to saying something stupid. So anyway, you never know what God's will is for your life. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's right. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something gross. How about that? We haven't covered uh, body issues or body grossness for a little while, so let's do that. Let's let's gross out our wives or any females that might be listening to the Modern Christian Dads podcast. This is about them anyway, really, this yeah. article. So it's not us sure. dudes. Yeah, it's not no. us it's not nasty us. guys. This It's is, never us. Yeah, all right. Why women <laughs> are growing out their body hair and what razor companies are doing about it. This is an issue, guys, all right? Here's a question many young women have asked lately do i really need to remove my body hair yes this summer a growing number of millennials have found their answer nope Mm. as beauty trends have gradually become more inclusive with makeup offered in more natural shades than ever before and bras made available an expanding number of custom sizes women are also giving themselves more leeway when it comes to personal grooming all right 
Call me old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> Body hair has been embraced by celebrities who speak proudly of their unshaven underarms and influencers who post unapologetically about their visible leg hair. The movement has especially taken off on Instagram and even affected the marketing of a product that once had ads labeling, labeling leg hair <laughs> objectionable razors. So there you go, guys. Okay, if you don't hit the you <laughs> button, I'm going to reach over there. Ladies <laughs> across. The <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm just visualizing no, it right now. My no. wife and I laying in bed at I night, and not. she lifts up, and I just start brushing that that <laughs> armpit hair and like. Oh, you're yeah. so beautiful, Rachel. Whose armpit hair is longer, <laughs> yours or mine? <laughs> so you, what you're saying uh, is that you would prefer women to shave their armpits uh, and yeah, leg yeah. hair. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. I still believe in opening up a door for a lady and, and uh, you know, <laughs> treating him like a queen yes <laughs> not this we should i didn't look that up you know how did it all get started anyway the whole shaving leg hair and armpits and maybe we're maybe we're wrong kelly I, maybe i don't know how it got started <laughs> but i'm sure glad that it did if i'm wrong i don't want to be right <laughs> right right <laughs> oh man Okay, well, I'm going to share one more story that's going to lead into our spiritual talk for the day. Video appears to show Tesla driver literally asleep at the wheel. I went and saw this. This is funny. This is a video (laughs) that lasted roughly, I think, 30 seconds, uh, uh, not quite 30 seconds. So a Tesla driver was filmed asleep at the wheel as the semi-autonomous vehicle cruised on its own highway in Massachusetts over the weekend. At least that's what the video captured Sunday appears to show. Twitter user Dakota Randall posted a 28-second clip of the incident, which occurred along the Massachusetts Turnpike. Some guy literally asleep at the wheel on the Mass Pike. Great place for it. Teslas are sick, I guess, Randall tweeted. (laughs) The post has since received over 422,000 views. 600 retweets and almost 2,000 likes. The video appears to show a driver using Tesla's advanced driver assistant system called Autopilot. So hilarious video. I mean, uh, whether he's American, totally or Asian, kind of American Asian guy or whatever, just cashed out, cruising down the road, and that Tesla everything's all good so hot take on this guys i'm a fan i am a fan of autopilot i i embrace it i'm ready for it i think i would try listen i trust in tesla over billy bob from northern arkansas i i do i like give me your guys's hot take on this here let's talk autopilot driving for a second you know i got mixed emotions about it i i don't think there's enough history behind it or enough testing for me to totally say it's good technology yeah i think i would be comfortable um with my hands fairly close to the steering wheel and my feet close to the pedals but i would be willing to try it i think it would be really interesting to see we have all this but we have all the other cars that are non-teslas that have the uh what is it the safety features now where it's lane correction and lane correction parking Mm -hmm. uh the distance when you put cruise control on it it measures distance for you why not why not uh, why not autopilot kelly stevens (laughs) come out of the dark ages I'm people sure are, people are dying every day on the road from stupid yes, drivers. They, yes, they are. Someday it will probably be standard equipment. On yep. I every trust. There is. Listen, I trust Elon Musk in uh, his technology <laughs> over half the drivers yeah. on the road right now. Honestly, but uh, and trust me, I've driven I've driven many a trips from California 
all the and Utah all the way across I eighty to Nebraska, and there are so many times I've longed like if if autopilot was real, this would be amazing. Yeah. I could just. I want to go back. I want to go to the like the George Jetson. Are they the ones that the cartoon that? I don't. I think that's all. I think you know. There's some conspiracy theory there. Conspiracy theory there because the technology there is for this stuff. You know, like drones. Yeah. Like the technology is there. They just don't allow. Better about that. Autopilot. (laughs) Autopilot. The technology is there because if you go through a drive-through. How often do you drive with your knee and you're trying to eat your Taco Bell and you got your neck twisted like this? And you got your knee trying to steer the steering yeah. wheel. Yeah. And you throw it on autopilot and you sit there and eat. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I'm for it. Autopilot. Yeah, autopilot. Autopilot. Thank you, Elon Musk. Thank yeah. you, Tesla. I believe in you. And Greg Craywick has been in. I have. What? In the Gigafactory. The Gigafactory. No Giga way. Factory, but I can't talk Reno, about Reno, Nevada. It. You've never mentioned that to no, me. Did you see Elon Musk ever? I, I never uh, asked He that. was there one day when we were there. Yes. Yes, wow. he was there. Did you see him? I didn't or see did him, but the guy him? that I was working with did. He came yeah. through and was checking on. So does he really exist? Production. I mean, and stuff. He's, he's. Yes, real. he does. Yes. Okay. But, but I will say. The Tony this. Stark of our time, <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> yep. Uh, when you work there, you have to sign an agreement that you will not talk about what you see or take pictures or anything. And I, I agreed to that. So, Whoa. Yeah. It's like area 51, bro. He saw all kinds of stuff, man. So Mr. Elon, if you're listening, I am abiding by the contract. I'm bringing out my investigative skills. We're going to do an interview. (laughs) I will say though, this is, this is why I will give you this though. It is an awesome facility and they have free Jones soda and soda fountain machines. Uh They have free food for their employees to eat. And it's it's a wonderful environment to be in. Wow, it sounds like Grace great. Point Assembly. It's wow. great. Yeah, it does sound like Grace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> sounds a lot like it. So good job, Mr. Right. Elon Musk. This is going to all make sense in just a moment. Before we do, guys, let's thank our sponsor. Hi, my name is Jeremiah Johnson. I am the host of Grace Point Daily and the Modern Christian Dads podcast. But most importantly, I have the coolest job of being the lead pastor of Grace Point Assembly in Carthage, Missouri. Our church is about helping people discover a relationship with Christ and your purpose in Him, connecting other followers of Christ together in relationship and living out the mission of God. Why don't you join us for a service next time you're in this area? For more information, service times, and our address, go to gracepointag.org. We hope to see you soon. Thanks, Grace Point, for sponsoring the Modern Christian Dads podcast. We yes. appreciate it. Okay, Kelly Stevens, I believe in autopilot, but I don't believe in going on spiritual autopilot. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good. All right. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, I love autopilot. Oh, this is great. I'm for it. But and then I began to get convicted by the Holy Spirit because I'm like, how often do mm-hmm. we put our spiritual life into autopilot and we just begin to exist now again i talk about this all the time as senior pastors we get on these little rants and thoughts and you we just got to flush them out so that's always tell people like if your pastor's preaching something you don't like right now just hang with him for a few weeks it's just an urge he's he's just probably (laughs) like on a rant so he'll get over that and he'll move on to the next one maybe you'll like that one but uh, so i've been thinking about this the last couple weeks of how uh you know the greater our distance from our conversion that time of conversion, the farther away we move from that moment, the easier it is to settle, the easier it is to turn on the autopilot, yeah. the easier it is to get religious. And yeah. it's scary. Like, and because what, what's scary about when we get into spiritual autopilot, we get religious, we just begin to settle, is I'm not even for sure that we know that we're there. Yeah. Um, you know, that we've we've hit that moment. And 
I don't want to throw people in our church under the bus or whatever, but I just meet a lot of Christians and they tend to be older in their faith. I'm not saying because you could be a 40 year old, 40 year old, but you've been a Christian for 40 years yeah. mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to someone, they might be 60 years old, but they only might've been a Christian for 10 years. But so I'm talking about older in faith in, mm -hmm. in terms of your faith walk. And it's amazing how you meet people who are older in their faith journey and they just start to settle. Mm. They just start to exist. They probably can't remember the last time they shared Christ with someone, the last time they led someone to the Lord, the last time they the last time they went all out for Jesus. And so how are we going to prevent, how are we going to keep from getting in this mode of just being on autopilot? Because I did a podcast earlier today with a young woman who God is just kind of moving and shaking in her life. And what those people are drawn to, what she was drawn to was not religion. She was drawn to the real Jesus that she encountered. And and we talked about that in our dialogue for a little bit. It was kind of like, hey, uh, religion is not something that's desirable or pleasing to people. People that are doing drugs, partying in these lifestyles, they look at religion and they're like, ooh, yeah. I don't yeah. want religion. Like, right. But w when they encounter Jesus, then it's like, wow, that's, that's interesting. That's exciting. That's fulfilling. So how can we give out Jesus and, and make sure that we're not looking at religion. And I, I really think in this conversation, uh, my mind initially goes towards the Pharisees and the Sadducees who became, who, who became, put themselves in a mode of autopilot in their spirituality in, in, in such a way they became so religious they couldn't even see the Son of God in front of them. Yeah. Well, it, it all goes to a relationship. You know, um, if you don't have a relationship with him, and you're, all you have is just head knowledge of what you're reading. You right. are you you are going to get stagnant because having having a real relationship with somebody, you know what they like, you know what they what they don't <laughs> like, you know what uh, uh, what they think is fun and and the you know good conversations. I I I'm finding it so exciting that we've got uh, new people coming to church now. And they are so hungry for the Word of God and having that yeah. relationship. Yep. And I find that infectious. I just want to hang around those people because everything is exciting. Everything is new. Mm -hmm. And the conversations that you get to have with them is so inspiring, yeah. you know. And uh, yep. um, I, th <laughs> I think that if, you're, if you've been around a while and you find yourself stagnant, and thinking, you know, there's got to be more because I, I think we all go through that at some point. Yeah. Well, there is something more. It's it's diving into him and uh, stirring up that relationship, but then getting out there with people that are new, that yes. are, yeah. are, are are new new Christians that just they find everything fascinating. I just love to see yep. them discover Jesus and see yeah. it click in their eyes and in their it's, walk. It's infectious. Yeah, I, I mean, it really is. A, it just gets you fired up again because I, you know, like we shared this morning at, at the at the pastor's um, prayer prayer meeting, you, you can become complacent, and that's not yeah. a fruit of the spirit. And no. and, and you got to stay, you know, wired up and fired up. You know, yeah. if I could yeah. use that term with the Lord. I mean, yeah. you really can. I, I mean, I'm guilty of it from time to time. You sure. Know? I'm just like, well, he's always there. I mean, I got to go. <laughs> you know, you got to spend time. Yeah. You know, it's like like you said. It's like a marriage. You know, yeah. You've got to spend time with the one yeah. you love. You've got to. I mean, if you've got to schedule it, schedule it. Yeah. You know. But yeah. well, and it's 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 like uh, the scripture where uh, we're talking about the two sisters, Martha and Mary. Right. You know, both of them had relationship with with the Lord, mm -hmm. uh, but one chose a little differently. One one was like, okay, we gotta 
we got to be preparing a meal. we got to get busy and just working. And that's important that yeah. that has to be done, but there's a time for that. Uh, yeah. And, and Mary actually chose the better by just sitting at his feet and just, just listening and just taking everything in just and spending and time, spending time yeah. with him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's Martha and she starts complaining about it. You know, it's like, she's not helping, you know, and Jesus yeah. says she chose a better thing. Yeah. You know? Look so. at some of these scriptures, Matthew five, six, mm-hmm. I just pulled out. It says blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who actively seek right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. And I love that. I love that little phrase there. That those who actively seek right standing with God. That, that you know, the, the the Bible is all about active. It's it's not static. Our relationship with Christ. We have to keep actively seeking the Lord. You know, we have to keep hungering. Right. We have to think. It's not that Jesus doesn't satisfy. It's just that we're never satisfied with. Uh, you know, he, he is beyond measure. We can, we can never get enough of him. And so we keep exploring, we keep searching, we keep going after him. I mean, in my, my brain, it pops up of when I was in Utah and I was mountain biking and I'd be like, man, I want to climb that mountain and I would, or in my bike, I want to ride to the top of that mountain. And I would get to the top of that mountain. And you know what I saw? 20 other mountaintops. Like, oh man, I got, there's 20 more. I thought this was it. I thought this was the one. And so God, it's just, it's active. It's keep, it's, it's not remaining the same. And God blesses that. Here's what the Bible says. The the Bible says that God blesses those who are hungry and those who are thirsty. Isn't it kind of annoying sometimes and awesome? It's annoying when you're not seeking God and you're not pursuing, you're not hungering and thirsting, but the person next to you is, mm-hmm. and they're experiencing more of God than you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get, you know, what can happen then in that moment is you get anger, yeah. uh, jealousy, bitterness, like, yeah. oh, well, they just think God's working in their life. Oh, they're just so spiritual. Yeah. We start saying stuff like that. And the reality is, is like they're hungering, they're thirsting, yeah. they're pursuing, and we're just sitting over here hanging out. And then we wonder why we're not seeing much. Yeah, yeah. Why we're not seeing miracles? Why? Why is he not answering my prayers? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Another one in Second Peter three eighteen says this: it says, uh, "But grow spiritually mature in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, honor, majesty, splendor, both now and to the days of eternity. Amen." Amen. And it just simply says, "But yeah. grow, mm-hmm. grow, keep, keep growing, spiritually mature. That yeah. you, you are never done." You know, we, and again, we can pocket into maybe our form of religion or our way of religion or the way that we have encountered God. And we just settle into that. And it's like, we should keep growing. You know, again, if you're 90 years old, if you're 60 years old, five years old, if you've been a Christian for 30 years, if you've been a Christian for 80 years, don't stop growing. Keep pushing forward. The illustration, enough one more mountain bike illustration. I'll stop, I promise. But I, I say this one all the time. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones is one time I was climbing this. It was a hard one. I mean, it was really a grueling climb where you had to just gut it out. Your, your heart's pumping. Chest is going to explode. And I got towards the top and I could see everyone down below me. And it looked a, a pretty good gap in distance. And I finally got to the top and, and it was like, yeah, I finally did this one. And I remember uh, God just said, Jeremiah, the higher you go, the more you get to see. And that's all he said to me in that moment. It was just the higher, because everyone, what God was saying is like everyone down there was not willing 
to make that grind to where you're at. Yeah. And now you're seeing something from a completely different perspective. You're, you're actually looking at the same thing, but yeah. you're seeing more yeah. because you're higher yeah. than they are. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Like that we could be looking at where, where they were at down below me. We were, if we would look out into that valley, we're actually looking at the same thing with a different perspective and I'm seeing more than they are. Yeah. That's just because cool. I'm higher than they are. That is awesome. Yeah. And that's spiritual life. Yeah. Like we just, it, we don't like to grind because it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to be, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard to pray. It's hard to seek the Lord. It's hard to be diligent. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to like, you know, like I, I did, you guys might think this is a little cheesy, but like I've done, I'm trying to let Rachel not do this anymore, but 21 days develops a habit, right? Like just making my bed. I'm trying to beat her to make the bed every day this last few months. Like, <laughs> and I'll bet you're not doing it. it right. No, I, I'm doing great. All like, right. yeah, wow. yeah. I'm like making it every day. Like, uh, and I read, it was like an entrepreneur book, like uh, real entrepreneurs make their bed every day. So I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do that. You know, but, um, <laughs> make the bed. but you know, like, you know, there, it's the little grinding things of life to be excellent. Uh, that's a bad illustration. Okay. Yeah, sure. Things you shouldn't say, but you know, uh, <laughs> especially on modern. Christian yeah. 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 Come on, you know, man. it's like, but it's just that just growing, just keep going, keep building simple, but we got to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, when that. you're walking by faith, don't spend too much time at the rest stop, man. You know what I mean? Oh, you like that one? I like that. That was a good one. It was. Right. It was. Second Timothy two fifteen. <laughs> study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial, who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of God. Again, the Bible's just saying, hey, study. Do your best to present yourself to God. And I that sounds very self-help cliche cheesy wake up every morning do your best you think somebody that's maybe older in their faith and kind of has a bad attitude might think that maybe they're done you know maybe god doesn't have anything else left for them you know who else are they going to witness to i mean here i am 80 years old or 85 years old what else can i do for the lord except come to church on sunday maybe if i can make it you know oh. what I mean? I mean, I mean discouragement great, could yeah. enter in. Great, to- great story. I had and back when I was in South Dakota, there was this lady in the church named Adrian. Adrian, and she was like an old lady, and she had the she had she like oh my name is Adrian. She just she sounded wow. like a Yoda. Like she sounded kind of yeah, like Yoda, yeah, from Star. And she had the weirdest sounding voice, right? I mean, like. But you know what she did? She was like, I, you know, I can't, I'm not going to entertain her voice anymore, but she, she would come every Wednesday, Sunday, you know, when we were having services, oh, I was on Facebook and I led someone to Christ. And, you know, she used the medium of technology to, to reach out to people. I mean, she was just this old lady, Mm -hmm. you know, that if, if, if she walked up to someone and (laughs) I'm just saying someone in down the street, like they probably like awkward uh, yeah, i gotta sure. go but you know she, but she used what she could and what was available to her to yeah. preach the gospel mm-hmm. yeah. so she's like on a facebook like a maniac mad woman like preaching uh, at people and I sharing things that. and i just thought that was cool i was like awesome adrian that's i mean like that's you know that's what yeah. more people should do you know yeah. and, and even if it is i've met some of these people maybe it's not direct witnessing but this is powerful uh ladies that are, are intercessory have you met some of those intercessory 
Grant, I mean, we again, when I was in South Dakota, there's a lady there named Fonda Kavanaugh. She was in her 90s, and she would come to our church every day. It was like ghost. I'd, I had a window by my office. I'd see this old granny walk by, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, like, is that a ghost? No, it's just Fonda. She's just praying, you know. But, I mean, she was committed to pray. She, You know, yeah. she was active. She was doing something yeah. in her faith. And, you know, again, we have to be sensitive to that. And I, and I understand it's like, okay, someone like on her probably – can't hop on a plane and go to Africa right? and climb the jungles of whatever, you know? And yeah, that's probably realistic at that, but you still can do something. That's right. You can do something. And uh, so I just appreciate people. Again, I feel like sometimes we're picking on an age or older age. It's, it's not that it's no. just doing something in your faith. Yeah. Well, it, there's nothing better than finding your passion and finding your purpose, you know? And if, if you find those things, what a gift that is. And those things don't change. I, you know, for the longest time, my passion, my purpose was in law enforcement. Uh, I still have that passion for that and that purpose for that. I'm not doing it anymore, but I am doing it in a different way. And uh, uh, I'm still doing the things that uh, the Lord put in my heart, uh, chasing after people that uh, don't know him. I, yeah. I I love uh, using the skills that I developed as a police officer uh, in a way to talk with people and yep. communicate with them, find out where they're at in their life, and uh, either plant a seed, water a little bit, or get the touchdown and lead them to, to the Lord. Yep. You know, yeah. It's Amen. awesome. Yeah, I think of, a, of a, somebody who's older in their faith like that, uh, they can be a prayer warrior. I heard a, a, this is a really cool story about a soldier that came back from Iraq, and one of the things he... He, one of the stories he had when they were there is they were under fire in the desert. And I mean, it was really bad. And, the, and he said, all of a sudden they got enveloped by this, by this cloud in the desert during the day and the enemy stopped firing at them and they were able to make it to wherever it was they were going. Well, when he came back from Iraq, he was talking with an older lady that was in their church and God had woke her up in the middle of the night while they were in that firefight and had mm. her pray for him. And she interceded for him and his platoon. And that's, they figured it out. The timing is when that cloud came and enveloped them. And they were able to make it to where Isn't they were awesome? going. It was, it's, yeah. That's, so yeah. God's not done with you. No, you know? no. And you can do mighty things. Uh, I, I know of a group of uh, individuals that uh, pray strategically uh, for uh, the enemy in the different locations, such as Iran and that kind of thing. And they, they have specific spots on the map that they pray for that they're praying geographical about certain, certain things, wow. you know, and, yeah. and I think that's incredible, you yeah. know, uh, but that's only God. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's how strategic God is. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. Well, the moral of the story is you can buy a Tesla. You can use autopilot yes. on your Tesla. I'm fine with that. I don't, I'm not sure what the regulatory rules are per se. I don't think you're totally supposed to be sleeping while you're driving the Tesla <laughs> with the autopilot on. But here's the point. Don't go on autopilot in your spiritual That's life, right. man. That's Come right. on, wake up, guys. We got stuff to do. We got work to do. This is not the time to just exist in Christianity. And that's boring anyway. Yeah. Oh, if that's yeah. all Christianity was, I might as well be something else besides a Christian. Yeah. I might as well just live my life however I want to live it. But man, and Christianity is most fun and exciting and exhilarating and fulfilling when we are moving and doing what God has for us, 
not existing in autopilot. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. just get rid of that autopilot button, your button in your spiritual life. All right, guys. All right, guys. Did you hear that? Guys, get it off autopilot. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next time. Modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads.